Welcome back to the Tell Me If You Can podcast. Today I sit down with Kelly, who works in the digital marketing space, and after a life-shaking car accident, she chooses to take the opportunity to share her story in an effort to motivate others to embrace the unexpected. She shares about her accident, the emotional toll it took, and how that has led her to the passions she has now. Let's get into Kelly's story. Hi, Kelly, and welcome to the podcast. For those of the audience that don't know who you are, can you just give us a little bit of background about who you are, what you do, and where you're from? Sure. Hi, um, I'm Kelly, like you said, and I live in Los Angeles, originally from the Bay Area, though. And currently, I'm in digital marketing, um, which is a small company. And what I do there is a search engine optimization, basically, and um, for businesses. Uh, so I'm doing that as my full-time job. Um, but I'm also a writer. I have a blog and I'm on my pathway to now become a motivational speaker and basically um, speak to audiences and inspire, motivate through telling my story in any way I can. That is so awesome. So it sounds like you wear many hats, like many of us in this generation. What are some? Of, what were some of your goals growing up, and how did that maybe change? Well, let's see. I growing up, I I pers- well, I, I really dreamed of becoming an actress, and that's the longest I guess dream I've ever had. And I actually went to college and uh, majored in uh, drama, so that's what I did, and um, that's why I moved to LA as well to pursue acting. Um, but then once I was acting, I started writing my own short film and, and monologues and, and kind of, you know, making it personal and what came from my heart. So I fell in love with the writing part more than the acting. And I mm. just kind of pursued writing from then on and how I can, you know, I, I knew I had a story to tell and um, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to share my story um, again in any way I can. And that's what, um, why I created the blog as well, and also just working on the memoir, too. That is so cool. So it sounds like in your pursuit for performance acting, you discovered a new passion in writing, and it's kind of led you to this path of being a blogger and uh, author as well. Yeah, definitely. I just felt it was more, I, again, I, ha- I had a st- story to tell, Um which is about my car accident story. And so I knew I wanted to kind of use that to inspire others out there who've been through similar incidents or whatnot, experienced, you know, same feelings and um, hardships. So I wanted to kind of share my insight and I felt very passionate about it as well. So that's kind of why, where it kind of changed. And now I'm on the pursuit of that. So tell us more about this car accident since it created a story that you needed to tell. How What happened and how did that change your trajectory? Yeah, so about 10 years ago, I was studying abroad in Australia and I was studying drama. And 
Um, I was supposed to be there for a one. It was a one year program, and I maybe like in the second or third month, I ended up getting into a car accident. I was um, at a party with a few of my international friends, and kind of one thing led to another. I ended up getting into a car with a drunk driver, and um, I don't remember exactly the accident itself, but I just you know I totally blurted out or, or, or was it was all foggy and I was and I blacked out basically and the next thing I knew I was in a hospital and the doctor immediately told me you know Kelly we might need to amputate your left hand and it didn't register at first at all um I was still out of it and then you know I woke up again they managed to save my hand by taking nerve muscle um and skin from my right leg to kind of reconstruct my left hand. And uh, I had all the nerve uh, damage on my right hand. So basically both my hands were reconstructed. And wow. yeah, and so I've had, I had three major surgeries there in Australia. Um, and then I couldn't finish my program. I had to withdraw from school and go back to the States uh, with, to my family or home basically and um, finish up my surgeries and, um, therapy and I've had a total of a, about 11 surgeries so yeah it was um, pretty traumatic and and just going you know it was four years of recovery time so um, my time spent in the hospital in Australia was one month so that was a journey in itself and oh my goodness. Um, yeah it was just total you know I didn't know what, what my future looked like there's so much anxiety and questions I had and then coming back to the States, you know, it was more surgeries and, ther- and hand therapy. And, you know, I just went through, went through a lot. I, I was young too. I was 21, 22 when it happened. And so I just kind of was wondering what my life would look like. And my plans had totally derailed. Um, but you know what? I just, I took it day by day and with also the love and support of my family that really really helped um but yeah I I managed to kind of you know take it day by day and just be grateful I guess of of um that I um, I was alive (laughs) yes of course I feel like that kind of events would affect your relationships as well um how did your relationships change with your family after experiencing something that was so life-changing? Yeah, I, um, I, I want to say, like, like, especially my mom, you know, it's, it was funny because in the hospital in Australia, when it, after the accident, I, you know, I was alone. My, I was away from home. I didn't have any of my friends or family there right away. So all I was thinking about is how much I wanted my mom because mom is, you know, home to me. And yes. so I, I grew, and so basically she took care of me and, and, um, you know, you know, I couldn't do anything, you know, hands are so important with our daily task. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she did, she did everything. And so in that way, I definitely grew closer to my mom. Um, cause she was there for me every day. And, um, you know, and then the rest of my family too, they all, they actually all came to Australia kind of a few weeks after the accident happened to be there with me and, and help me out. And, um, 
yeah, I just, I mean, I, I, I've always was close with my family, but this definitely brought me closer to them and just how much they cared for me. Um, it just, yeah, it really uh, widened my eyes about how, how much they, they do love me. So, yeah, I couldn't have gotten through the, those bad days without them. Yes, family support, yeah. friend support is so key when you can't really do things for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you that are listening that may not be an anatomy buff like myself, the ulna is actually basically from the forearm that stretches from the elbow to your pinky finger. So that is such a key part, especially mm-hmm. as a writer, people that sit at a desk, that small bone, that part of your hand is so critical in being able to function and losing mm-hmm. that functionality affects a lot of parts of your life. Um, I imagine after such an accident um, that really was a near-death experience, especially at the hands of a drunk driver, it changes your perspective on life. So how did it change your mindset and how you approach life? Um, I guess now, I mean, like, so before the accident, you know, I just, I was young and, you know, felt like nothing can happen to me. And I felt sort of, you know, untouchable in a way. And I was young, just having fun, you know, especially studying abroad. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this, in a way, it's it's such a blessing in disguise because it definitely taught me a lot about life and and to cherish life, how life can be so short. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And going through something like this that I yeah I just appreciate life a lot more and um and I felt like going through you know during my recovery and and the pain that I felt emotionally and physically it it kind of allowed me to prepare for years years ahead basically into my adult adult life and um kind of prepare myself to to just be aware that there's, there's, you know, life is tough. There's going to be more hardships along the way and heartbreak. And, um, but I felt like, you know, I, at least I knew, or I felt like I knew that I, I had that, um, kind of that, the backbone of that strong foundation, I guess, that was built upon from experiencing this accident. So I felt, or I guess I now feel um, kind of ready for, for whatever happens, but um, but more importantly, how to handle it, how to, how to um, you know, stay resilient and um, feel the pain and, and, but really embrace life and, and, and just, you know, know that it's, it's part of it. It's pain is part of life. And, um, but the thing is that it's going to get better by time. Um, so just, yeah, being patient with time as well. Um, I, that's what I learned, um, through my accident and I, and I, yeah, I truly believe that now. So how do you use what you learned? Because you just talked about being resilient and a lot of people want to shy away from struggling in life. And sometimes you can't avoid it. Obviously you didn't plan to be in this accident, but you came out of the other side stronger and more resilient. So how do you use those lessons from that accident to empower other people to be resilient and 
to use their mindset towards positivity and taking advantage of life as we have it? Yeah, I, you know, I, I have to say that I, you know, I, I had really bad days and um, including just blaming myself and, and feeling really guilty. I, I want to say that I, again, I said this earlier, but I, I did take it day by day. I didn't, it, it's, it's hard not to look in the future, of course, especially with my situation. I didn't know what was, you know, people didn't know if I was going to be independent, living independently again. So, of course, I had so many questions and um, for my future, but I took it day by day. Um, I, I kind of had to remind myself, you know, whenever I did have those thoughts of just like just terrible thoughts about myself, about like my future, how it's just never going to be a good life anymore. Um, I, I, I really did think that um, I just kind of changed and, and, and just focus on, okay, what do I need to focus on today? Like I'm doing hand therapy. What can I do today to kind of grow and relearn? I had to relearn through my hands and, and doing daily tasks, but that was frustrating, but I had to be patient and just kind of remind myself, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get here to this measurement today, but maybe tomorrow I can, but like, let's just celebrate let me celebrate today. Like, let me celebrate this little win that I have of getting to this measurement. And so yes. it was, that's, that's how I sort of thought of it as just taking it day by day. Of course, I had to remind myself because of course, I, you know, I had all those questions in me, but I just, yeah, I just focused on the day, the, the, the day and um, my, my, my lessons <laughs> and like for my, what I learned from my therapist and, and just exercise and do what I could. So that's what I did. That is such a positive perspective. Even if you were dealing with feelings of guilt, putting yourself, maybe it was your fault that you were in that situation or you could have prevented that situation, feelings of like hopelessness about your future, you still try to take it bite size by bite size. Sometimes we overwhelm ourselves by putting this expectation of progress after we've gone through such major struggles in our life to overcome it in a short amount of time. And some people, it takes a whole lifetime to overcome any kind of trauma. And so the fact that you set small achievable goals for yourself, even if it's day by day is amazing. My One of my best friends is actually an occupational therapist and um, she talks about using that kind of positive mindset with her mm-hmm. patients to help them not just heal physically, but also healing on a spiritual level as well, because we all know mind body that it connects to our well-being and our sense of value as a human being, even if we're dealing with any kind of ailment. So it's so good that you've connected those two things. Yeah. I, um, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't easy though. (laughs) Um, I had people remind me that. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's what I did. I tried to do that every day. Awesome. So this is the part of the show that I like to call roses and thorns. So a rose are, is something that is good that's happened lately in your life. And a thorn is something that is maybe a bump along the road of life. So what is one rose and one thorn that you've had lately? 
Hmm. Let's see. The rose would probably be. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, what we're all going through as far as being in lockdown and quarantine, I've, I feel, um, I feel like this, the rose for me lately has been just kind of reevaluating my life, kind of having this time to myself to kind of reflect on, on my dreams and goals and, and as well as just like working on myself and like, um, you know, thinking about who I've been in the past and who I want to be in the future or right now um, and kind of making those, the, those lists of, of, um, of more goals, I guess, and of what I want to do in my life and who I want to be. So that would be a rose because I just, you know, if, if we weren't, if I wasn't in quarantine, I don't, you know, and life is so crazy. I don't know if I would have this time to kind of reflect. Um, yes. Yeah. I would just be so busy and, and yeah, having this time to, to kind of to myself because I do live alone. Um, it, it's kind of nice. It's nice um, in that way. But um, then also, I guess the thorn <laughs> would just be um, maybe, I mean, obviously this, this COVID-19 is not very good. And, and um, especially here in LA, it's, the cases are rising. And so it does, does scare me, bring me a little bit um, anxiety. Um, and, and so being here alone, I, I also just miss my family and seeing my friends, you know, it's just, um, does get lonely sometimes. <laughs> so that would be a thorn recently. Oh, I, I imagine I, <laughs> I definitely relate to your Rose that I am someone that likes to pack her schedule to the brim and even over, but mm-hmm. being forced and being actually being stripped away of some of the distractions that separate the opportunity for you to really get to know yourself outside of the things that you do and the busyness that you create for yourself has actually been a gift, even amongst the loneliness and the sickness that so many people are experiencing. But mm-hmm. I've definitely grown a lot in understanding who I am and what I'm about. And the new normal, whatever that looks like, is going to be a lot different than what I had anticipated. And in a lot of ways, that's a good thing, right? we adapt to the circumstance and we don't want to go back to the person that we were before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, this year has been pretty crazy and, and that's definitely something I've always, you know, I'm also just, you know, reading more and just, you know, gaining more knowledge, like all this time that I have, I don't think I would, you know, have that or have been doing this, I guess, if, if if it weren't for lockdown and quarantine. So what are some things that you've read lately? Um, let's see. I mean, I just read a lot of, I, I do read memoir books. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, if it's, if it's your goal. <laughs> it, sorry? If it's your goal, you are right. You are an author and you mm-hmm. um, are writing your story. So oh. reading memoirs makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like want to learn more about about that, you know, and how I can perfect mine, I guess, by reading others. But yeah, I mean, also just the news, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't normally um, read this, 
much about what's in the news nowadays, you know? So it's just been very informative and um, of what's actually going on in our country too. And, and so it's, yeah, very, um, it's very helpful for me that I'm sort of now getting into this and interested and learning and kind of, you know, being better at, at being a citizen too. Yes, definitely. That yeah. um, knowledge, we have time to really actually learn more about the people and things that go on around us and we can't ignore it anymore. So that's another positive that's come out. Um, How about, let me ask you this. You went to study abroad, so you must have been in a cohort with people in your program. So do you keep in touch with any of them, especially those that you may have gone out with that night of the accident? Funny enough, I, I, don't really talk to them um maybe like one or two now like through social media only though but um but yeah it's just been it's been so long since I've last seen all of them it's you know 10 years but um I do have to say that you know the people who were there uh, my my own friends who were there at the party that I went with uh they were really great at being there for me um after the accident, they, they visited the hospital all the time and made sure I was comfortable. I mean, this is before my family came out, so they knew mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have anyone. So that was really, really nice of them. Um, and it was actually my my birthday, too, maybe like a week or two after the accident. And wow. so they threw, they threw me a, a birthday party. <laughs> um, so that was really, that was really, really sweet of them. I um I have to say, I, I was really touched. And so, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, 10 years, it's a long time. People change, people are doing different things now. And so, um, yeah, I don't really talk to any of them besides, you know, being friends with them on social media. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel also that that bond is, is that we had in, in Australia, like all of us coming from different parts of the world and we're just, you know, we met in Australia and we created this unique bond. I feel like that was very special. That was something very special um, that not, you know, doesn't necessarily have to move on, you know, keep on from that or, you know, move on yes. ahead um, to, t- to today. So, uh, so, but I do appreciate that, that special bond that I had with them for sure. That's, I mean, that's a great point. Sometimes relationships or bonds are meant to be for a certain season in your life. And mm-hmm. so you needed them during that season because they were a support for you around after the accident and around your birthday. And, but that doesn't mean that you have to latch onto it or hold onto it forever. You just yeah. enjoy what you had and then release it and, um, continue on in your next path in life. So I think that's amazing. You're truly an inspirational person, Kelly. And I want to make sure that people that are listening are able to connect with you on social media and follow along in your story and in your blogging. Can you just share where people can find you online? Sure. Thank you for your sweet words. I, yeah, I am. I have my blog that is called livingaftersurviving.com. And then um, there you can find my information as far as my email and social handles. But my Instagram handle, which I use more of, is um, at Ms. Chu, M-Z-C-H-U. So, yeah, that's how you can reach me and take a look at my blog, too. 
Awesome. I'll include all of that information in the show notes so that those of you that are listening can follow along and reach out to her if you have any questions and see how her story continues to evolve. Thank you so much again, Kelly, for joining me on this episode. If you haven't, please like and subscribe to this episode. Follow Kelly on Instagram and follow along on her journey. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Wow, I can't imagine having a life-changing accident so far away from home and all of the emotional ups and downs involved. I hope you were inspired by how resilient Kelly is and how she used her personal story to motivate others through speaking and writing. I hope you all have an amazing day that continues to add to your amazing story.